Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to Live Dharma Sunday. If you have called in to listen to this morning's broadcast, please note that all lines have been placed on mute to avoid background interference. If you are joining us from either the Bright Dawn Ning site or the Blog Talk Radio site, Please note that it is not necessary to call in. If you're experiencing loss of audio or the Blog Talk radio player is not working properly, please refresh your page and hit the play button once more. It may take a few moments for your browser to complete the buffering process. Once again, welcome to Live Dharma Sunday and enjoy the broadcast. morning and welcome everyone to Live Dharma Sunday for March 18th, 2018. Koyoko here, so very, very glad you joined us. Well, it's mid-March. And yesterday was St. Patrick's Day, so we got to give a shout out for the fact that it's a celebration of the color green. And I always say that green is should be the Buddhist color, you know, fresh, always changing, new growth. Uh, in Chicago, the Chicago River, they put dye in it so it runs green. And, of course, there's green beer and you know, all these green themes. And green is the color of money, I suppose, <clears throat> whatever associations you want to make with green. Also, uh, recently, just yesterday, uh, well, last week or so, as spring comes around, I I start to walk around our property a little bit more, six-acre wooded, uh, and uh, there's a seasonal stream, and... uh, Trees are always coming down uh, because here in the foothills, there's uh, granite rocks all over, and some of them, some of them are underneath the ground, you know, uh, making for shallow topsoil. 
So I, that's the reason I think that trees, some trees that are growing in a certain spot where their roots can't go very deep because there's granite rock underneath. Uh, and because of the shallow root system, then they're not solidly anchored. And after so many years, they're more susceptible to fall over. Okay. And so I noticed all oh, these trees, all oh, this tree must have come, it came down, so forth. Oh, we got to cut this one back. This is sort of blocking this. We have a sort of unofficial little route or trail that we walk around our property. Whoa, <clears throat> seasonal streams. So it means in, in the spring when there's uh, snow melt off in the mountains in the Sierra Nevadas, or and, and plus the rains during the we only get about oh, 20 inches at the most annual rainfall we're really a desert you know central california in the valley but under certain conditions we say oh let's go see the stream maybe it's flowing real good and, you know because of the recent conditions so we go exploring and then we noticed oh new trees down Oh, yeah, it wasn't down before. Oh, this fell over. Mm. And I've had this idea for a long time now, but I'm sort of gearing up again with it to make a Dharma trail on our property. Uh, And so I was thinking, oh, if I do that, then it's a little bit more motivation to get some of these down trees cleared out of the way. Okay, and I have done this in years past where I put a little uh, ad in Craigslist under the free column. Do you know what's the most powerful word in the English language? Aside from sex, it's free. That's a powerful word. So I say, well, several oak trees down, Free free oak firewood. Yeah, people, you know. Oak firewood, woo I don't know how much a cord costs now, you know, how many hundreds of dollars it costs, but uh, when you say free, well, several trees down, you cut it up, cut it up, and uh, haul it away. And uh, so I've been getting some calls responding to that ad on Craigslist for free oak firewood. And several people have come. One came yesterday, and I show them where the trees are, and, you know, it's not always easy access to put your vehicle right next to the downed trees because we have a wooded lot. We have a lot of boulders and things around. Uh, so you, uh, the access is could be a little difficult. You might have to be 20, 30 feet away from your vehicle, and, and you have to... Uh, cut and haul the wood. Uh, some people said, well, I'll bring a wheelbarrow, you know, or um, one guy said, oh, I have a, a ATV, all-terrain vehicle, there's a little uh, where I could put some wood in into my little sort of a, a dump truck type of, you know, small specialized ATV vehicle and I could zip around and 
make several trips with that to bring the cut up wood to my vehicle. In another place, uh, it's it's a pretty straight shot from where uh, the vehicle is to the down trees, but it's at a slight slope and grass and uh, <clears throat> when you load it up, your trailer up or a pickup truck, even if you have four wheel drive, you might have a difficult, you might get stuck if the ground is soft and you know, all these things. So they have to make their own judgment of how to, to, to the, the logistics. Okay. Of getting of hauling away these wood, and most of them are pretty experienced, so it's kind of interesting to see uh, uh, the whole process, and um, so we'll see how it goes. Okay, then if I'm on the ball, or if it's this year, or maybe it might take to make, make it uh, take a f- several seasons of to where we really make this Dharma trail, okay? And in fact, uh, you know, it'd be nice to have a little simplified uh, map. And when visitors come, they could, you know, it's one option of activities here. They could walk this uh, Dharma trail. <laughs> well, I want to introduce... our guest that's going to give us a Dharma glimpse today. And this is Michael Magno. lives in Florida, and he's part of our current LM10 group that's finishing up. And in a short couple of months, uh, in May, there will be, we will, this LM10 class will, well, I'll graduate, or we call it the induction ceremony where they all come to Right on center here in Course Code, and we have a training uh, workshop on Saturday, and then on a Sunday we have the induction ceremony, and it's a nice gathering. And I've heard that uh, sometimes we have special events. We have, you know, uh, a guest to, to give us a demonstration of some sort or whatever. And I think this year um, the class LM10 class they're going to work and present a sand mandala they're going to make uh, of our Brighton logo. And this is the first time we've ever done anything like that here. And uh, you, you're probably familiar with the, you take the colored uh, sand and you make, make a, a mandala or, a, you know, visual image. And then afterwards, you, I forgot the technical term, but you... <laughs> Dis- disillusion it. You 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 and throw it into into the water where we go into the ocean. <laughs> Something like that. So okay, Michael Manuel, it's all yours. Okay. Uh, sensei, can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, hello, good morning, this is Michael, and I'm a member of LM10, like Sensei said, and um, my glimpse, um, you might find it useful or maybe not. Uh, like Reverend Kabosi says, he says, if you don't find it useful right now, don't throw it out the window, put it on the shelf. <laughs> 
So uh, anyway, I have worked, um, I, me, uh, just to tell you a little one thing, a little about me, um, I've worked in healthcare in some form for 40 years now, and I've retired from one job, and I just started working this. Uh, I had to wait a year to go back to work for the state, and um, so I was out for a year. I was strictly a bright dawn student for a year, <laughs> and um, so. But but I've been uh, doing this work uh, in some form, shape, form. I retired as the uh, chief of fire and EMS for our county, and then I just went back to work, not for them, but it's another form of health care. And we study, um, studying a new, it's a new day. I'm studying sexually transmitted diseases and foodborne illnesses and waterborne illnesses, and it's called epidemiology. And it's um, very uh, different than what I'm used to, but there's a lot of familiarity, too. At the same time, because it's still healthcare. Um, but um, anyway, so I'm in the office there. Uh, I had a little tiny office, and I was a chief. I had a great big office. I had a little tiny closet office now, and I'm very happy with it. And um, I was studying in that day. Um, so well, my mind was focused on a disease called Giardia. Which is you don't even want to know what that is, <laughs> but uh, I uh, received a text uh, from an old uh, friend, an old friend of our our daughter, and uh, she um, um, we made friends with her friends, and they're all older now. My daughter's thirty four years old, and um, anyway, she wanted to talk. But anyway, her, this uh, friend she wanted to talk to. My wife and I, and um, so um, it was at when we got home from work, and I was just unusual. So I said, "Sure, you know, of course, you know." And she told us about uh, a, a personal illness that she had contracted, and um, um, I've been studying this stuff. <laughs> And my my compassion, you know, I but my wife and I felt very um, bad and but compassion for her. And um, so anyway, we we talked and listened. We listened to her for a long time. But anyway, um, we had talked before. She's very open, and we've talked before about Buddhism a little bit. Just, uh, just a little bit, and um, you know, not uh, we don't go looking for recruits. They kind of come looking for us. And um, anyway, um, so, and we talked about not hating people and generating loving kindness, and um, and trying to maybe not get so angry so quickly. You know, and so it goes. It's a terrible uh, news. It, it's it's she she will survive. I mean, she will survive. Uh, well, I don't know. I might not survive today. I mean, we don't know. But she's she's going to be fine. 
and and I I think maybe I, maybe with a little dharma, maybe I convinced her that, that that's true. I don't know. Maybe maybe with a little skillful, hopefully, maybe I convinced her that's true a little bit. I I, I think I think I did because she left here in a better seen seemed to be a better state. And um, anyway, um, you know I'm kind of keeping a loose check on her because she's young. Don't want to bug her, but um, but but I'm staying mindful of her situation. And um, so so then so so here we go. So another day. So that's for that one. Another day we're studying. And a disease that's uh, uh, – this is very believable. You, you will probably believe this. The disease is transmitted uh, primarily through poop. <laughs> so when I get home, out of character, completely out of character, our little dog had pooped all over the upstairs. Oh my goodness! It was everywhere. I, I off. She has a designated spot, and she, 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 she didn't do that. So um, anyway, um, I, um, I cleaned and I cleaned and I cleaned, and Karen wasn't home from work yet. And but like I said, it's very out of character for her. So I ask you question that only you can answer for yourself do we attract or somehow attract what we think about (laughs) it seemed like it was that way for me this past week or so and um but i don't know but only you can answer that question for yourself so do our basic thought patterns how do how do we um maintain this uh middle way the state of happiness. Well, for me, I'd suggest, and I can only suggest for me, that we think happy thoughts, or at least uh, pleasant thoughts, whatever you want to label you want to put on it. It's, it's say say mantra, listen to happy things, uh, audio, uh, the not heedless things, but uh, but uh, try to. Do whatever you're doing to generate some kind of loving kindness for yourself and for all sentient beings. So um, that's what that works. That's what works pretty good for me. So um, that that's but it's your call how how you want to do that if, if if any of that practice loving kindness practice. It's got to be your truth. It's got to be your dharma. It's got to be yours. You got to you got to believe it, or or you don't believe it. I mean, it's just kind of how it goes. So, um, and the and the historical Buddha uh, gave us uh, uh, he gave us outline and guidelines and whatever you want to call them, um, precepts, and making us uh, making the decisions, making those important decisions. And I believe it's. That's important, but at the end of the day, we decide. We make it up. Karma, our karma, good or bad, comes to us 
if you believe in such things, comes to us by way of our own actions and thoughts. So, indeed, thoughts are things, and that's the end of my little Dharma glimpse. Thank you. Until next time. Oh, oh, confession. I, I do, I do uh, get somewhat. Ang- I did get somewhat angry about the dog poop. So, <laughs> until next time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a great thing. Uh, we we experienced the same thing uh, some years ago, and when when we were still in the Chicago area, and we had a dog. It was actually our our son's dog, and we kind of inherited it and. Doggy, we call him Doggy, and he was kind of a nervous guy. Loud noises or or thunder, oh, he he would be shaking and salivating, and uh, uh, his spot was uh, a couch in the living room. He he always liked that couch, and one time we had we had company over. He was a Dharma colleague from the West Coast, and I picked him up at the airport, and he was going to give a presentation to our local Heartland Sangha group. And he's kind of a forceful guy, and uh, he was in our living room, and the dog was there, and, you know, the dogs try to, well, perhaps take advantage of company. And uh, and we had some kind of snacks out, and, and so the dog... Uh, goes over to the guest and and he just raised his hand over his head right away. You know, he had the snack in his hand. The dog comes over and he just raised his hand over his head. Um, I said, you know, uh, <clears throat> sending a clear signal, okay, no begging. Now, I don't know for sure if this was uh, the cause for the dog getting a little bit upset uh and when the dog gets upset he doesn't get he doesn't get angry but he uh you know it's like a a young infant if you don't really take care of them good they'll they'll get back at you in their own way even though they're you know not adults human beings and that could act so straightforwardly to get you but they'll get you somehow other and so later that day when we came home we had gone out and we came home our dog had pooped all over the living room there must have been 20 piles he must have had diarrhea he must have got kind of upset anxious you know uh for some reason maybe it was just the just the company itself or the break in the routine or whatever and Whoa, that was a really <laughs> unusual event. So I could really empathize with Michael Manuel's story. Uh, common experience there. Uh, but as I listened to it, you know, someone else's Dharma glimpse, a Dharma glimpse, Dharma talk, has to be grounded in experience. Some uh, newcomers, they think about, oh, I have to talk about the Dharma, and then they treat it in a more scholarly fashion, uh, and nothing wrong with that. Scholars do important work. 
documenting things and historical footnotes and whatnot. And but when we say a Dharma talk, uh, you have to talk about something that you experienced, okay? And because it's life experiences, it resonates to the listeners' life experiences. And so as I listened, I said, well, <clears throat> uh, it re-evoked some associations in my mind and then reaffirms uh, certain teachings that I had experienced and this and that. Uh, so I wanted to share some of those. And uh, no, <laughs> I can't pronounce this word correctly, but epidemiology uh, in, the, in the Dharma glimpse, he said, well, he's working a new job in the health care field. And uh, epidemiology means, I, I think it means, you know, trying to, discover the causes of a disease. And um, and then I learned an a interesting word um, because uh, we went through something with our one of our dogs where he had to have one eye removed. And so we were getting educated about uh, what are the causes of this kind of eye condition. And it's... Uh, uh, more common with golden retrievers and this and that. Uh, but I learned a new word, idiopathic, which simply means, uh, in terms of the causes, you don't know. We don't know the causes. Medical science does not know the causes. So they have this fancy word for it. And one of our lay ministers uh, lives in the Seattle area. He used to be in law enforcement in the Milwaukee area, and he was a graduate of our um, LM2 class. And we, of course, keep in contact. And he had he found that he had a, a some kind of a growth on his lungs, and so he was going through a lot of medical testing procedures. and And I was talking to his wife about it, and they called they. Uh, all the testing, they, they don't know what it is. Okay, doesn't seem to be cancerous or anything, and all this. And uh, so I mentioned that, and his wife was in the epidemiology <laughs> epidemiology area in healthcare. And I said, and so I said, oh, I learned the word, you know, idiopathic. And she goes, yeah, I, I was talking to a doctor just the other day, and he says that word means we're idiots. <laughs> and we had a good laugh about that, idiopathic. Um, yeah, we're, we're all idiots. Medical science is, is in a large degree, still an art, not a science. Okay? And they called, uh, so we keep track. I say, hey, any news? Well, he and his wife, they called his condition, that, that, that mysterious spot on his lungs as it. Well, we don't know what it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> capital I-T in quotes. Okay. Well, how is it? <laughs> What's going on with it? <laughs> and, and, well, you don't know. And I was thinking, <clears throat> when we think about words like idiopathic or medical science is still an art, um, life itself is ambiguous 
and uncertain. A lot of times we don't know what's around the corner. Hmm? Like was briefly mentioned in the Dharma Glimpse, tomorrow's not guaranteed anyone, young or old. Boy, we better appreciate, we better not take for granted. Um, we better be, uh, you know, uh, we have to challenge, we, we are challenged in terms of human life uh, that we cannot control everything. And we spend a lot of our time trying to control as much as we can, okay, and so forth. But being able to, so it's not a matter of that, what we cannot control and getting upset about it. It's how we handle something that we cannot control. So it's not the fact that, oh, no, I don't know, uncertainties, ambiguities. Oh, that's to be expected. And I remember a nice lesson from my sister who's a Channel U tea teacher in their otomizes a certain observance. You know, they have tea uh, procedures for certain occasions, and it's done differently. So the students have to learn how to do this certain kind of presentation. It's very complicated, you know, if you know anything about Chana Yu, the way of tea. And the students don't want to make a mistake. They want to do things correctly in the procedure. Okay. My sister said, you know, it's not uh, the fact that you make a mistake. It's how you handle it. <laughs> That's important. You know, I thought, hey, see, the teacher, the experienced teacher if she does it. They're going to make a mistake. It's almost like the whole setup is procedure is structured so that you have to make a mistake. It's so complicated. So even the teacher make a mistake, but you see how they handle it. As this, this is natural way. Huh? This is life. There's a tremendous subtle teaching there and how we, what is our attitude? What is our thoughts about it? Uh, and then do we get angry at others or ourselves when things don't go as expected? Uh, in the Dharma Glimpse, another association I had was, you know, when he said that, you know, uh, you want to try to not get angry so quickly. You know? And I think anger or any negative emotions, uh, sometimes they, uh, they talk about nirvana as, extinct, as extinguishing, and that's maybe part of the literal meaning of it, but, and many uh, practitioners may feel, oh, I got angry, oh, I, I, I'm not supposed to get angry at all or have any negative emotions at all. I, you know, I have not extinguished them. And I think that's a mistake, and it's not realistic. It's irrational. It's an irrational thought. <laughs> Everybody makes mistakes. It never, you don't, it, life is such that you, you can't control it exactly the way you want. 
So it, it's helpful to me that when you talk about trying to control negative emotions as much as you can to recognize that there is a certain degree of ambiguity and an uncertainty about being a human being. And even saints are going to get angry. Okay? But here's the deal. I call this my 90-10 <laughs> teaching. And I think about my father, uh, one of our temple members once said to me, your father is the kindest man I know. And it kind of struck me because, you know, I, I never thought about it, but once somebody just stated it like that as a declarative sentence, I said, mm, yeah, I guess, yeah, he is pretty kind. And his public and private personas are the same. He's, he's naturally who he is. Okay. But the thing is, he doesn't get angry so quickly. It takes a lot to get him angry. Okay. And he doesn't get, when he does get angry, it's not fly off the handle angry, out of control anger. So the magnitude is not that great. Okay. And the frequency is not that great. And he gets over it right away. He doesn't hang on to it. Day is a new day. He doesn't hold the grudge, the resentment. You know? And uh, I think if there's a person who is like who we might say uh, a walking time bomb, okay, you know, civilization, socialization. This is the veneer that covers raw human uh, afflictions. And supposing there's some guy who's a walking, we might call him a walking time bomb. He would be a 49-51, okay? 51, there's only a cup. It's only a very slim. doesn't take much to set him off. He'll fly off the handle, and, he, and he'll be you know, tormented by that emotion for a long time. He's maybe his whole life. Huh? Um, but if you reflect upon yourself and how you want to live and these kind of things, you might call it a one spiritual journey. And, and you know, how much do you, uh, part of it involved would be emotional maturity, whether you engage in maladaptive behaviors or, you know, how do you, how do you process it? What is the epistemology? What is it? Is it idiopathic or what? What's the, how much can you control and, and how do you handle it? Well, if we get to 70-30, okay, I think that's then, you know, you're at 70, you know, you're pretty good. I think a saint would be somebody with 80-20, okay? Uh, and I consider my father a 90-10, <laughs> okay? But there's still that 10%, okay? It's not, never zero and 100, you know, all or nothing, okay? You never get rid of human emotions. That's your human being. Okay. Um, so as the Dharma Grimm said, you know, the power of thought, and indeed the most classic, iconic first passage in the Dhammapada, most ancient teachings of the Buddha, okay? We are what we think, okay? It follows us around like our shadow. And, uh, and then there's a, a more modern 
poem. I don't remember exactly how it goes, but you're probably familiar with it. It says, watch your thoughts. Because then, you know, if you watch your thoughts, because your thoughts will lead to actions. Then your actions will lead to your character. And your character, you know, is going to be your destiny. And so what you do is <laughs> this kind of linked chain of causation. So it's important, you know, if you're always thinking about money, uh, or you're always thinking, you know, greedy way, or, you know, what is your attitude? Okay. Or the, these songs, popular songs, like, you know, a lover, when you're in love, the whole world's in love. Okay. If you're a thief, oh, that's what you see. Thievery all around, you know. And so it is important, okay, how we choose to think what we, and that's part of, I guess, the, all the practices, Okay. what we do, okay. and uh, there was a science fiction thing about someone who could read people's thoughts. Ooh, you don't want to ever have to do that, you know, <laughs> you think about that. Hey, that's all for today's broadcast. Till next time, you keep going, and you have a beautiful day. Thank you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.